The flame will tell the creeper. The creeper? The reaper? Like, wow, this is creepy. Who's the creeper? Dooby dooby doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Big hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome back to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through an episode from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. My guest this week is Jesse Glick Weber, one of the co-hosts of the Can I Kick It podcast, a wonderful podcast about film festivals. And the episode she picked for this week is Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Season 2, Episode 4, Jeepers, It's the Creeper. Jesse, welcome to the show. Creeper. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I was very excited when you picked this episode because it is one of the most iconic episodes of all time yeah i mean i was excited to pick it uh i guess i didn't know that it was uh iconic in the greater sense but i knew it was iconic to me yeah well that's good that's perfect um when you were a kid did you have any um any favorite cartoons or anything like that that you really like to watch? I mean, Scooby-Doo was very much among them. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, one of the bigger ones. I mean, we had several VHSs from various eras of the show. I know we yeah. we did not have this episode. I, I, have, I had seen it as a child. I think we got this episode from Hollywood Video. We had... Some <laughs> older episodes. I know we had uh, a VHS with the episodes where they meet Batman and Robin. We had a couple of ones from, like, whatever show was on when I was young uh, that I don't remember the name of. And we had some of the movies. I think we had, like, the first three uh, Witches, Ghost, Zombie Island, yeah. and... Uh, uh, Cyber Chase, which was probably my favorite, and does feature the Creeper. Yeah, the Holy Trinity right there you got. All mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Three great. So what drew you to select this episode, specifically? Well, the the Creeper was like, a, I would say, a, a, fam, a familial icon. Uh, we... I think my dad had memories of having seen this episode and of the creeper. Me and my brother eventually did see it. Uh, and yeah, we just like, we would, uh, like if we were outside playing, me and my brother would ask my dad, Oh, can we play creeper? <laughs> and yeah, the creeper is, uh, quite a figure. He says creeper. Yeah. Well, you know, you would think so, right? I, I, I feel like there's some sort of a Mandela effect thing. Going he says on. creeper sometimes. 
I feel like he does, yes, but, you know, like, the, the subtitles kept saying paper, which makes sense, because he's, he's oh, into this paper this whole time. That's interesting. But it sounds like he says creeper, and I have every memory of him saying creeper, but apparently he is saying paper in a weird way, and we just all assumed he was, you know, pulling a Pokemon and just saying his name over and over again. That's interesting. Um, oh. Apparently he's not. But you know, like you were huh. definitely not alone in that um, belief. Like I, I, that's how I remember it as well. But I yep. guess not. I guess we have a real. I mean, I, I did not have subtitles on, and so I continued watching this episode to assume that he was saying creeper. Right. I mean, it really. If you're not like listening for the other thing, then it, yes. it, it, uh, it, it really does sound like it. Um, so. There are a few things that are different in... This is a, an episode of season two of mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Um, there are a couple things that are different from the season, the second season from season one. Uh, okay. They redid the um, the theme song to right. be more of a, like a British invasion feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are different um, clips in the, uh, in the uh-huh. opening. The um, Creeper makes it. Exactly, exactly. Um, other things that, that changed is that they brought in the uh, the, the chase music as as becomes iconic and in, in like a staple of the show going right. on, you know, like the montage with a, yes. with a pop song or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was new this season after okay. the show got popular and was kind of a way for Warner Brothers to uh, um, to put in some of their own uh, mm. like music from the water music group to try and get kids in, uh, excited about it yeah. or whatever um i don't know if that ever worked or whatever but it was a uh, it was definitely a tactic on their part um yes. and then also uh there's a different voice actress for daphne oh. um the first season was stefania christopherson or something like that um she moved back to russia for some reason (laughs) so uh they had to to find somebody else so they hired heather north who um was daphne up until um the vhs movies right so she did it for like 30 or 40 yeah that's a familiar Um, name yeah and she's great i love her and you can really not tell that much of a difference between the two mm-hmm. um i think that th- that that uh daphne just kind of is a uh more so than than velma because there have been a few different um voice actors for velma mm-hmm. that with with daphne it is trying to fit a certain vibe each time with all of the different voice actors right um there haven't been too many though but heather north is really really good mm-hmm. i love her voice yeah who plays Daphne now? I know Velma now is Kate Micucci. Yeah, it's been uh, Greg, oh, okay. Greg Griffin for okay, a while. Right, Greg right, right, right. Before yes. that, yeah. She's been doing it since uh, the VHS era. So she's okay. basically, it's like kind of split in two as to whether or not it's Heather North or okay. uh, Grey. Like, right. like Velma, there have been a lot of different Velmas and, and all of that. But, you know, only the one Fred the whole time still. Yes. <laughs> which is awesome. Mm-hmm. With the exception of the kids, of course, because in, right. in Pup Named Scooby-Doo, they had of actual course. children voicing yeah. them, which is very cute. Yeah, does 
does Frank Welker at this point have, like, the Marge Simpson problem of, like, he sounds like an old Fred? He really does not, actually. Huh. It is very, very impressive. But, you know, he, he <clears throat> like, I guess with the, with the Julie Kavner situation, it's like she was not a voice actor to right. begin with, right? Right, that And also sense. that, um... That voice is very strenuous on your vocal cords, you yeah. can imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whereas Fred's just kind of just, you know, he's just talking. You can kind of hear it because he does do Scooby as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind right. of hear it whenever he has to really stretch with with Scoob. But um, for the most part, he definitely <clears throat> sounds the same as he always has, which is crazy because he's like 70 years old. Yeah. But, That's you know, he's the king. We got to respect. Um. Okay, so uh, why don't we kind of get into the plot of this episode? All right, great. So it starts with a very fun, kind of creepy cold opening Mm -hmm. here where uh, we start with a... um, the bank teller, or no, sorry, the bank guard. Yes. Who will become a a very important figure in this story um, is driving down the road and sees a, a... tree in the in the way and you know so he gets out and tries to push it and that's where we're introduced to the creeper now he you know he comes out um he he he's creeping like he, yeah you know it's it's accurate to his name um yeah how do you feel about his design as a villain oh i mean he looks great he yeah. looks like he looks like a creeper it, he does it's 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 perfectly emblematic you know i, mean, I think part of... <clears throat> yeah i'll say in a moment i will have something to say about the shape of his face but <laughs> i i think that part of the reason this episode in particular is very iconic is like you know there are there are mummies in other uh media. right yeah there are vampires and everything there's only one creeper like there this is, is. This is it, and uh, um, which is why like he he stands out. The space kook has kind of uh, been been remembered as well as the uh, like the green ghosts or whatever. Right. I mean, the they kind of they kind of uh, use some of those more unique villains in Monsters Unleashed, as I recall. Yeah. I was yeah. reading. I was like, why isn't the creeper in Monsters Unleashed? And apparently, his costume is. And there's speculation yeah. there could have been a deleted scene involving the creeper. Could be. Um, yeah, he's definitely in the uh, in the museum in the background, uh-huh. but not one of the ones that they uh, point out, I don't think. Um, yes. But also, maybe they didn't want to do it because they had just had him in Cyber Chase, That's and they true. didn't want to have that whole lineup. Although the Tar Monster is in both, I guess. But yeah. Oh, well. Tar Monster is pretty cool. Yeah. Cool design. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, it's just a very brief cold open. Then we cut back to the gang. The uh-huh. um, the Mystery Inc. gang. And they're going to a dance slash hayride at a, at a creepy old We don't old see farm. the hayride. We only see the dance. Well, yeah. You, I mean, they'd have to, you know draw and animate a, a, a hayride. And they would. Be, They'd have to cast another actor probably to play the person who's driving the hayride. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just, that's too much. You know, they, there's only so much that they could do. Um, and, and the gang is, uh, Shaggy in particular, is very excited about the concession stand. At yeah, this, um, it's going to be a big buffet. Yeah, and he is, is is he is excited about specifically eating chocolate covered corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like something that Shaggy would eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I you know like like a lot of times you know he'll have silly lines like this, and it's and you know you you just kind of um, dismiss <clears> it or whatever. <throat> but it comes back. Yep. We see him do yes. it. You know, we see him. Yeah, I I thought perhaps it was like a delicacy of this particular farm, but no, it is just that the farm happens to have chocolate sauce and corn, and Shaggy combines yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, he came in with a plan, and we see him, and we see him do it. He takes like the full corn on the cob, dips it, like opens the can of of. Uh, opens a can of chocolate syrup and like just dunks this thing in Mm -hmm. there and it is um it's it you know maybe there's something there maybe i mean like popcorn with chocolate is good that's true that's true who's to say you know i'm sure that very few people have ever tried it except for probably a couple of kids who saw this episode and were like well i'm gonna you know (laughs) yep try that out yep 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 um <clears throat> but they come across, you know, they're driving in the van, and they come across the bank guard who's unconscious next to the tree, yes. and I had the fallen tree, and I had to note, like, this is actually kind of a, a scary thing for this, this cartoon. Yes, that's true. It would be upsetting as a group of teenagers to come across a uh, unconscious man who appears to have just been in some sort of incident they think it's a car accident and then they pretty quickly realize it's not yeah i mean it i think in general this is this is kind of a a funny episode in that in it it has it toes both lines and that it has a lot of surprisingly kind of uh (laughs) surprisingly kind of um more adult uh, yeah, themes and ideas for for the Scooby Doo cartoon, but also has some very childish jokes and and running yes. bits as well. So it really is a a, a very interesting uh, mishmash of all of the uh, of everything that Scooby Doo can be. Um, but yeah, like you say, they come across him and. Um, they find his car, so they think it's a car accident, but then, as as Shaggy points out, there is all kinds of, like, wreckage inside the car, but the outside is completely fine. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is, like, an actual mystery here that yeah. they have concocted for us. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's genuinely compelling in a weird way, as opposed to just being like, oh, no, there's a uh, there's a a ghost at the carnival or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. That's interesting. In the, uh, in the bank guard's hand, we find a, uh, a, 
a blank sheet of paper. That's right. Which um, they find very confusing. And they, but they do take the paper. They with do them. take the paper, and, and the uh, the guard says the flame will tell the creeper. Which my immediate yes. thought, and this turned out not having remembered the episode, my immediate thought was, oh, it's invisible ink, which was right. not quite right. right. Pretty close, but yeah, yeah, you would think so. That would be the the uh, the logical assumption i don't know that the what it actually winds up being is accurate but i, I don't agree know. we'll with talk that. about that when we get there yes <laughs> um, so they uh, they find some for some reason the bank guard has the address to the bank president's house in his car or yes and they go <laughs> so, let's take him there yeah yeah <laughs> they're not like hey you know can we give you a ride somewhere? Do you need any help? You know, could we call the police? Well, he must, for you? he must return to unconsciousness. Because if he were conscious so. and they yeah. were like, we're going to take you to the bank president's house, he'd be like, no, 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 no. That's the creeper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but I guess not. Um, yes. So yeah, they do take him to the, uh, the, the bank president. Spoiler alert, he is the creeper. Well, yeah, so what I was going to say about the shape of the creeper's head is that it is exactly the same as the shape of Mr. <laughs> Carswell's head. Well, they, well, you know, <laughs> these kids, they, they, um, it's hit or miss with their detective skills. Yeah, I think know. this episode particularly is not a very strong showcase for their detective skills. They kind of just uh, accidentally unmask him and then uh, yeah. solve the mystery backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, that's one way to do it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they definitely do not catch on very quickly that this guy is, is up to no good. Um, so, like, they bring the, the bank guard there, and he's like, well, you kids did a great job doing yep. this. You know, that you've done the right thing. Your, your parents will be proud of you, or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, he tells us the, the story of the creeper, right? Yes. And... Apparently, the creeper has, and this is a quote, been robbing our bank for some time now. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, bank robbery is a serious crime. Yes. Very serious. And usually people don't get away with it. Mm-hmm. They especially don't get away with it several times over the course of, like, weeks. Well, yeah, not from the same bank. You might have uh, an old man with a gun who can rob banks many times, but... Yeah. Well, that's true. Good point. Good point. (laughs) Forgot about that movie completely. Yeah. Um, But, uh... But, yeah, the, the statement... He's been robbing our bank. Yeah. It's just so, so strange. Like, do they repl- replenish the money after every yeah. time? They're just do like, banks he's really like do Santa. That? We've got to leave money out for the creeper. I do I wonder, right. in a world where it is actually the creeper who is robbing the bank, what would the creeper do with that money? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, we're not sure... We don't really know what the creeper's motivations. I guess or, that's right. <laughs> what his vibes are, right? Like he's just kind of creeping. That's mm-hmm. his thing. Yeah, he's a creeper. Yeah. Um, he's kind of he, he. 
I I don't remember what at what point we see the flashback to the creep. I guess I think it's at the end that we actually see yeah. him robbing the bank. He's like, it's not like it's like late at night. There's like people around, yeah. and he's just like, oh, I've got my money. I'm just gonna walk away." Well, that's a, that's an important distinction because, as we learned later, the the bank guard, the bank president, does not believe that there are cameras at his right bank yeah so he has to rob it while people are around so people see that it is a a, oh, right. a scary yes, monster or that's whatever. true um and yeah and they're it, just too afraid to confront him yeah part of the lore of the creeper is that he can walk through walls yes which is um, why the bank is always uh there's never any uh uh damage done to the doors or the windows yeah, yeah, he just, he just, you know... <laughs> Which, like, right that's, like, a solid, solid plan yeah. to be like, yeah, you can walk through walls. It is cool, yeah, explains, I do think it's a it's a yeah. cool setup, and it makes more sense. You know, it only makes a, a little bit of, like, a modicum of sense, but it makes more sense than many Scooby-Doo ghost plans, which is just, like, I'm gonna, you know, dress up like a a crab monster and scare people away or yes. whatever. Like at least uh-huh. this, there is a justification for why he's putting on a, a you know, a, a, a monster costume. Um, however, like, as you say, in the end, we just see him kind of walk out of the bank carrying a briefcase yeah. full of money. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> so. does, another thing I'm now thinking is that it's never really clear how much of a threat the creeper is considered to be. Like, no yeah. one is willing to confront him when he's robbing the bank, but, like, there is a point that we'll get to at which uh, Fred and Daphne and Velma think that the Creeper is chasing them. It's actually Shaggy and Scooby running away from the Creeper. But they they are like, okay, we'll hide, and we can jump the Creeper, and we can take him if we have yeah, the element yeah. of surprise. To some degree, he is just, like, a dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. I mean, I guess but if like... he can walk through walls, he probably could also go through people and just escape. Yeah, yeah. But, That's yeah. That's true. That's true. It's it's um, unclear what, how afraid people are of the Creeper. That is kind of the classic dilemma, though, of um, there's very rarely any actual, like, physical threat from the... Uh, right, the, the... yes monsters in these these yeah shows. it's just like he's gonna grab them yeah <laughs> so we gotta run away uh-huh <laughs> and then we run away again or whatever um but you know the uh the the, the gang is very taken by this 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 story but mm-hmm. you know they still got a they still got a barn dance to go to yep so they're they're going and yeah. and what a what a hopping dance this thing is huh Yes. Really, uh, really looks like a, a lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah, great. I mean, it, Shaggy and Scooby are right. It is a solid buffet. That is definitely solid true. Spread. There's, a, there's a lot of food there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the, like, it is very funny. They have, you know, the, uh, the, you know, Hanna-Barbera during this era obviously reuses the same animation loops very mm-hmm. often. So, uh-huh. like, there's one uh, loop of all of the the gang dancing that they use yes. for like the next 10 years straight sure but then also like like to prove that there are other people at this dance they have like two yes. uh people dancing that uh-huh. they cut to like three or four times and yep. it's just like the same two seconds of animation just 
played mm-hmm. over and over yeah. again. Very funny. Um, yeah. But now that we're at the barn dance, the creeper is also at the barn, and he has switched off the lights. Yeah, so here's here's another issue that I'm now realizing. So the creeper has switched off the lights because he wants to get the paper back. Why yes. did Mr. Carswell not just ask them for the paper? Yeah, why didn't he go, did he have anything? Did he, you know, leave anything behind or whatever? Right. But, uh... but like, either he knows that they have the paper, and in that case he should just ask for it. Be like, oh yeah, he said, I think they tell him, like, oh, he said the flame will tell the creeper, and he held out this blank sheet yeah. of paper. Why doesn't Mr. Yeah. Carswell just say, oh yeah, I'll, tr- I'll, I'll figure out what's up with that, just give it to me. Look, he's got he's got to cover his tracks, you know. He can't be too suspicious. He has to to don the costume and and go to this these kids' barn dance and, and yeah, and, you yeah. Know, I guess freak them uh, out until they give him the paper. Uh huh. Yes. He's sing- he's singularly minded, I would say. Yes, <laughs> he's laser focused. <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so like um, he switches off the the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody thinks, well, let's just go check the breaker or whatever. But they're just like, well, that's it. The party's over. Yep. This sucks. <laughs> so there are they, the, they, the, all of the teens from, assumingly, they all go to the high school that the the mystery can attend. Um, you know, they, they're like, well, let's have a party at the malt shop. We'll meet you there. Yes. But, um, but... The gang has to stay behind because Scooby and Shaggy are agreed to clean up. Mm-hmm. But by clean up, they just mean obviously eat all the food. Yep, it's a solid gag. They like run down the table, eating everything. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, yeah, as you say, they uh, they you know they eat all the food, and then the creeper shows up to get the paper again. Yep. He's he just keeps saying paper over and over again, and we get our first. Uh, chase montage of the episode and the number one reason i was excited about you doing this picking this episode is because when i was a kid like the song that plays in this episode has stuck (laughs) in my head since i was like four years old watching this episode it is such a fun silly stupid song (laughs) about being in love with an ostrich (laughs) right yeah, I it's guess so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, my thought. I this song did not stick in my head, and so my thought listening to it was, "Wow, why are they playing this terrible song?" <laughs> it is. It is insane. <laughs> the I mean the <laughs> the lyrics are like, um, you know, it's it's so much fun to be in love with an ostrich. The neighbors think it's crazy, but you know, like. Who cares about them or whatever? Because right. they uh, are, and it looks like it's called daydreaming. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, like it's Danny a great Jansen bop. And Susan Stewart. It's hmm. not on Spotify. I don't think I've checked. Wow. Before. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love it though, and it is mm-hmm. like the. It's kind of the gold standard of the, non sequitur nature of the the music choices for these in the sense that it, it never has anything to do with the episode. Like it just is right. whatever the most bubblegum poppy um, earworm they yeah. can find yeah. to plug in there. 
Yeah, it's it's so it's so fun though, and you know they have this whole long chase chase scene or whatever. You know they're on a farm, so they have plenty of farm antics, and the gang gets on a like a horse drawn carriage, mm-hmm. which you know most farms have horse drawn carriages. I think right. probably you know um, you know you just got you just have them hanging around or whatever. Why not? Um. So what happens next is the the chariot breaks and the gang. Uh, this splits up the gang. Yes, right? that's right. Um, the 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 boys keep going on the on the back of the horse, and then Fred and the girls, uh, you know, wind up in a ditch under the the chariot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens next is the the horse leads us to one of the more um, childish <laughs> elements of this episode. Yeah. Um, one that, that stuck in my mind, for sure. I remember when I was a kid, I did not much care for this episode because I thought uh, this business was, was stupid. <laughs> but, I don't know that I like this business we're about to talk about either. Yeah, but the the idea is that they, they crash into like a chicken coop or whatever and they have to hide from the creeper. Yes. So Scooby Doo dresses up like a like a rooster and he's sitting on an egg and the egg hatches and and oh boy, this little chick now thinks that Scooby Doo is he or its mother, basically. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think about this little chick, Jesse? Um... It is in a lot of the episode. I mean, this happens yeah, at yeah. maybe a third of the way through the episode, and the chick it's, is it's just... Close, it's close to half. Honestly. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, is that, like, this is about the halfway point. It, they have not yet, like... It has not Found yet occurred anything. to them that there's, like, a mystery to solve yet. They're more just, like... Yeah. This first half of the episode is just, like, them going about their business... And then they had to, stuff, they, yeah, and then they the had to go to the stand. Problems, yeah, uh huh. They had to. So yeah, and then yeah, like we get to this chick who is, uh, very quickly learns how to bark, and yeah, there's just like a barking chick for the rest of the episode who thinks that Scooby Doo is its mommy, uh, which uh, it's yeah, it seems to annoy everyone else. Scooby Doo seems to have kind of a soft spot for it. He. He sometimes seems annoyed, but then sometimes he'll, like, go back and save it if it's not running away effectively. Uh, it's kind of like um, that old Looney Tunes cartoon, Feed the Kitty, with the uh, the bulldog and the little cat. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of a, a vibe, I, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. But not quite as uh, cute or endearing as that cartoon is. Yeah, Um yeah. The chick is fine, but it's just like, you know, is Scooby-Doo not psychic enough? He needs his own psychic. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it is It is a, a more positive trend than what a lot of things that happen in Scooby-Doo, where are you, where Scooby-Doo will just, like, accost random animals for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> just start barking at squirrels and, and cats and horses and all sorts of things. It's just like, come on. I mean, he is a dog again. Yeah. <laughs> Cut him some slack. I'll, I'll cut him some slack on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, moving on. Mm-hmm. It is halfway through the episode, so it's time for a fun quiz. This is love a quiz Jesse. during spring break. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. This is a brand new segment oh, to the wow. show. This segment is called Scooby or Not Scooby. Mm-hmm. And the way it works is I'm going to read you some titles and you have to tell me if they are an episode of Scooby-Doo or something else. And the something else this week is they they will all be either from an episode, a uh, series of Scooby-Doo or be the title of a Goosebumps book. Oh, okay. I might be so pretty good go. at this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, Goosebumps were very uh, very popular when we were kids, for sure, right. for sure. So, first up is Mummy Scares Best. That is a Scooby-Doo episode. That is a Scooby-Doo episode. Very good. That's one from What's New Scooby-Doo, where they go to, to Egypt, and they uh, encounter the mummy of Pharaoh Scamses. That may be one that I had on the it's a good episode. It's pretty fun. Moving on, Creep from the Deep. Creep from the Deep. Hmm. I... That's one that could definitely be either. And I don't... Yeah. I don't remember it as a Goosebumps title, so I'm going to say it's another Scooby-Doo title. That one is a Goosebumps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from very... how much of the Goosebumps history are you pulling just out of curiosity um up until i think Horrorland, i didn't go beyond that okay. i don't think but, right. uh, i do have a blurb for you here great billy and sheena always expect adventure when they join their uncle dr d oh, aboard his high-tech boat what they don't expect is a treasure hunt leading to a 200 year old sea captain who refuses to stay dead yeah 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 these are characters that uh, show up in Horrorland, I think. Bill and Sheena. Billy and Sheena? I think that so. Um, yeah, that but that title, Creep from the Deep, definitely follows like the the idiosyncratic titling scheme of, of Scooby-Doo. Um, so mm-hmm. that one's a tricky one. Yeah. Moving on. Camp, come on, I want to scare ya. What was that? Camp? Come on, I want to scare you. That's like a... the name of a summer camp is. Come on, I want to scare you. Oh, camp! Come on, I want to scare you. Hmm. I felt like I'd be able to identify a Goosebumps title immediately, but I really can't because this one, again, I know there's. You know what? I think that there's a different goose. I think the camp Goosebumps are something else. I think this is a Scooby Doo title. That is a Scooby Doo okay. episode. Another. Uh... Another what's new, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. The Wizard of Ooze. The Wizard of Ooze. I'm going to say Scooby-Doo again. That is a Horrorland uh, storyline. Here we go. Marco is a diehard fan of the Ooze, a comic book villain with the power to sludge his enemies. So when he finds a super rare edition at the Chiller House gift shop, Marco is sure he's found something special for his collection. Outside of Horrorland, there are few other people interested in the comic book, the kinds of people you don't want to mess around with. Like a muscular monster of a man dressed as the ooze? But if he's only wearing a costume, why does he leave an oily mess everywhere he goes? And why is he following Marco? Wow. That one's kind of got like a Scooby-Doo plot to it. It does, yeah. Costume. Interesting. Hmm. 
Moving on, the sludge monster from the Earth's core. I'm just going to keep saying Scooby-Doo because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That one is a Scooby-Doo. That's from Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Oh. Good work, good work. The Beast from the East. That's a Goosebumps. I, I know yeah, that yeah. one. That one's pretty iconic, I mm-hmm. think. Um, Ginger Wald and her identical twin brothers, Nat and Pat, are lost in the woods. No problem. After all, Ginger did go to that stupid nature camp. Still, there's something odd about this part of the woods. The grass is yellow, the bushes are purple, and the trees are like skyscrapers. Then Ginger and her brothers meet the beasts. They're big, blue, furry creatures, and they want to play a game. (laughs) The winners get to live. The losers get eaten. Yeah, pretty uh, intense. Mm -hmm. There you go. E scream. E scream. Yep, capital E scream. I'm gonna say Scooby Doo. Yes, that's a uh, that's a. What's new? Where uh-huh. Velma is in a uh, virtual reality mystery game. Huh. Yeah, uh, that did seem, but it does have a title that could be like a you know like a 2001 era computer. Goosebumps-themed book or whatever. Um, Moving on. Egg Monsters from Mars. Egg Monsters from Mars. I think Goosebumps. Yeah, that's a Goosebump. An egg hunt. That's what Dana Johnson's bratty little sister Brandy wants to have at her birthday party. And whatever Brandy wants, Brandy gets. Dana's not big on egg hunts, but that was before he found the egg. It's not like a normal egg, it's about the size of a softball. It's covered with ugly blue and purple veins, and it's starting to hatch. Uh, there's a uh, there's a Buffy the Vampire episode that's very similar to that. Huh. Um, that's the quiz, that's the quiz. You did pretty well, pretty well actually. You think you only missed like one or two there. I think so. I will say, I genuinely cannot say it on the podcast. I will tell you a little scoop about Goosebumps. Oh after wow! We record. Wow! Oh my gosh! My first <laughs> off the off the air tease. There yeah. we go. That's exciting. Um, do you like Do you like the the Jack Black movies? I only I've saw the first one. I thought Jack it was pretty Black cute. Movies. Uh, I like first Jack one is Black. very fun. He's like barely in the second one. Like they reshot yeah. it because they were like, uh oh, we've got to put Jack Black in this. Yeah, that's why I uh, did not see it, because I heard that he wasn't in it. But the yeah. first one is very much very mm-hmm. fun, and if you, you know, if you did read those books as a kid, then you would definitely get some right, fun little yeah. nostalgia out uh-huh. of it. It's kind I know, of a uh, Scooby-Doo, I do follow, Monsters and I do follow R.L. Stein on Twitter, and I feel like he said yeah. recently that there are discussions about doing another one. That makes sense. I mean, R.L. Stein, what an icon. Yeah. Absolutely. He did an episode of the Chris Gethard show. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's him and uh, DC Pearson and what's his name? Another guy. He hosts, uh, or at least used to host, uh, a radio show on the same network as the best show. Is it Dave Holmes, maybe? Anyway, the premise is that they just try to write a book over the hour. It doesn't go very well. <laughs> That sounds fun. I love that show. The show's so good. 
Um, no, it's not Dave Holmes. What the hell is his name? Arl Stein should write. I should bring him in to do a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, that That'd would be, be fun. Just like, yeah. Dave Hale. That's who I'm thinking. Ah, of. I see. I see. Yeah, he's a funny guy. So, back to the episode. As you say, we're about halfway through and we're just now finding our first clue. Um, yes. The, the gang, or half of the gang, you know, Fred, Daphne, and Velma, they stumble across a car in the woods with a bunch of torn up negatives in it. Yes. Uh, photo negatives, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we think this is, Jesse? I'm I'm wondering, That's a you good know, looking question. back on it, like how does this play into the rest of oh, the story? Because I don't think my it comes guess back. is that these are other um, other pictures from that security camera that yeah. the guard had developed that then uh, the creeper takes back, or Mr. Carswell, takes back to his car and tears yeah. up. That would Okay, be that makes sense. Because I guess, yeah, I guess he dressed up as the creeper and then drove this car into the woods and stashed it. Yes. And then, you know, ran to the, the barn to scare them or whatever. I yeah. guess, yeah, that does make sense. That does yeah. make sense. Um. Um, but you know they, uh, they as you say they they meet back up with Shaggy and Scooby because they think that he's a creeper and they're going yes. to to jump him. Yep. Which does not go well, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know they're 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 reunited and they find a set of footprints in the dirt <laughs> that they're going to follow. Yep. Classic, you know, thick, perfect imprints of of a man's leather shoe, probably. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> but, are big. Um, footprints it makes sense you yeah. would think that they belong to the creeper yeah yeah makes sense so they uh, they, they they're gonna follow them mm-hmm. there's one thing that they uh if there's one thing that the scooby gang will do is follow some footprints mm-hmm. so they uh they follow them to a gorge a, a big old gorge but near to this farm mm-hmm. where <sighs> gosh fred has a line here that is just that makes no sense to me so there's there is the remnants of a rope bridge across Uh this this gorge and fred says well it looks like the planks have all been rolled up for the night i mean that seems to be what's happened it seems like (laughs) this character that who we'll talk about in a moment who uh lives in this cave uh rolls up their plank bridge every night and then rolls it out when they want to leave now that makes sense for the person who lives in this cave but if you came across a a a, a plank bridge with it all rolled up like he he actually gets a regular normal occurrence that's true he does now mind you i don't live near to any gorges you know i don't Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time walking across plank bridges but did they normally roll up like that find it very strange don't i don't think i think fred is in is within the diegesis of the of the the episode i think fred is intentionally making a quip oh oh could be could be that makes sense you know he's he's known for that 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 almost joke thing he does right, sometimes. and because it's and because it's the character making a clip, 
as opposed to the writer making a quip, it's perhaps not as good. Yeah, yeah. This, um, that makes sense. Um, so what they, they plan to do now is that was they got to get across this gorge for yes. whatever reason. Because they saw these these footprints in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And they have to follow the footprints. It's a it's a compulsion. Yeah, they're they're drawn to that. So what they they have to do is they have to force Scooby Doo yep. to cross the the gorge just just you know like with his paws on the ropes and mm-hmm. and unroll the the planks for him. Yeah, for them. Now naturally Scooby Doo does not want to do this, so they have to give him a Scooby snack That's and right. agree, which you know. We gotta have a conversation about consent when it comes Maybe. to these Scooby Snacks, possibly, right? Possibly. Like, and then they they uh, they really pull one over on him because the the chick steals the Scooby Snack, and they're just like, "Oh well, we tried to give you a Scooby Snack." Yeah, now go do it. Come on, yep, you got it. And yeah, <laughs> then uh, their dog almost dies. Yeah, it's very precarious. Mm-hmm. It looks very dangerous. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little. I'm biting my nails for Scooby. I would here. say he succeeds only due to cartoon logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Well, assuming yeah. they don't <laughs> know they are in a cartoon, they should have known I, better than to uh, you're right. try and. You're right. Yeah. Too dangerous. I don't for a imagine. Dog. I don't imagine that Great Danes are known for being particularly graceful. No, or, or nimble. You know. Yeah, flight of foot. But he does get across, and he does push the 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 bridge over. And the gang, we see them. You know, we have a brief shot of them, like all holding on to each other, walking very slowly across this this plank bridge. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, I see how it is. Like you guys, you know, you're 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 scared even walking across it when there's when there's planks. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. who cares about poor old Scoob? Give him a Scooby snack and he'll do whatever yeah. you want him to. When's it going to be I Fred's turn to walk along these exactly. tight ropes? Exactly. Come on, Fred. Time to pull up your bootstraps and take one for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but you know, we get into this cave and we are introduced to a character that scared the shit out of me when I was a child. <laughs> like, when I was a little kid, I was I was not scared by the creeper, but I was very scared by this guy. I think I was less scared as a child and more baffled, which is what yeah, I still Yeah, I mean, it is, a, it is a quite the diversion. Yeah, <laughs> a baffling diversion. We meet a character who introduces himself as the Hermit of the Hills. Mm-hmm. He's this, this, he looks like a hermit. He's got, you know, mm-hmm. a long, long, scraggly beard yep. and, and a kind of high-pitched voice. Yeah, a very and... high-pitched ho- voice, unlike the creeper, who they immediately yeah. assume that he is. Yeah, that, I mean, Velma, it's not Daphne who suspects this. Yeah, from yeah. Daphne, you might be able to... to, well... to 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 follow along, not that she's to, dumb or yeah. whatever, but she's not she's not in the text written as you know a great detective, right? Which which Velma is established as being sure. the detective of the group. Yes, but you know, genius fair. detective Velma sees this hermit, and um, and 
immediately goes, I don't know about this guy. I think it's the creeper in disguise. Right. Yes. Not that it is, not, not that the hermit dresses up as the creeper, you know, not that the creeper is the hermit in disguise, but that the creeper himself is, you know, a real life phantom of a of, of vicious figure yes. who is trying to pull one over on them by dressing up in, in as a much shorter, much skinnier hermit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who does not, unlike Mr. Carswell, does not have the same shaped head as the Creeper. Exactly, exactly. It is quite the leap of logic on mm-hmm. her part, I would say. Yeah. Um, I did, I, I apologize for slandering Daphne earlier, you know. She she is a v- very valuable member of the team. Yeah. It just, you know, you know, sometimes she, she has ideas that don't follow through all the way, but that's sure. okay. Um, but anyways... This, <laughs> I will say this. I like that they at least introduce a potential suspect as a red herring. Because <laughs> especially sure. in Scooby-Doo and Where Are You, they, it is very usually the only other person that we meet in the episode. Right. So at least there are two suspects in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> One may be a little more viable than the other because he has motive and looks exactly like the monster. You could but, um... <laughs> maybe say that if it was really convoluted, the the bank guard could be a suspect if he's sure. Uh, yeah. He's another person that they meet who it's not entirely impossible that he could have staged the. Though I guess we, I guess he could be a suspect to them. He couldn't be to us because we see him in the creeper. Yeah, at the yeah, beginning. exactly, exactly. But they did not see the, him together. That would be fun, actually. That would be some good, you know, dramatic irony or whatever if yeah. they suspected it's him the whole time, but we as the audience know that it is not because we yes. saw him be attacked. Uh-huh. Um, but the, uh, the the Hermit of the Hills makes some food for, um, for or offers some food for Shaggy and Scooby, who, mm-hmm. as we know, will eat anything because we they previously established that they like corn on the cob with chocolate syrup. Right? Yes, but even this this squirrel stew with pickled bat wings and crabgrass roots mm-hmm. is too much for them. They yeah. just can't. They can't hack it. And that is that is the last straw, so they have to leave. And this is the part that specifically scared me when I was a kid. Right. The Hermit of the Hills repeating, come back, or whatever. Right, and that, and yeah. That he gets voice, mad really, when they was, leave. Yeah. It was haunting to me as a child. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, now they, they're like, okay, well, that... We followed the footprints. That was all we could really do. Let's go back to the mystery machine. Uh-huh. And who's waiting for him at the mystery machine? <laughs> the creeper is behind the wheel. So funny. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess I lost him. I'll, I know where they're coming back, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Really funny. He's just he's just chilling. And like they open the door and he's he's like papers. Yeah. <laughs> they run away again. Yeah. And we get a another um, fun chase scene. Yes. Both Scooby, Shaggy, and the Creeper all step on a rake and hit them. In yes, the face. they do the sideshow Bob, which is just always a great mm-hmm. a great bit. Yeah. And <laughs> there's another bit here that I found very funny. And, and out of character where uh, you know the creeper shows up to Velma and she goes 
You wouldn't hit a, guy, a girl with glasses, yes. would you? <laughs> and the creeper just takes her glasses off. Yeah. So she she then kicks him like in the shins and takes yep. him back and runs away. It's yeah. awesome. It's like uh-huh. good for you. Yeah. I feel like at this point in season two, they're like, we've done the you know she trips and loses the glasses one too many times, which they let's, did let's do earlier up. in the episode. Yeah. We didn't mention. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put a, a fun spin on it this time. Yeah. It's, it was great. I love that. Yeah. A, a rare bit of physical retaliation from the, the Scooby Gang. Yeah, I mean, as we said earlier, much. they thought they were jumping the Creeper. They really are like, yeah. we could defeat the they. Yeah. They're un- they 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 sometimes think that they could physically defeat the Creeper. It seems like they probably could. But they certainly if they all work together. Yeah, they. It's unclear in that case why they spend so much time running from him. But yeah. Oh well. He is kind of a. I mean, he's creepy. He is creepy. You know? Yeah. If you if you were walking, you know, home at night and you saw the creeper creeping up behind you, you would not be uh-huh. down. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, creepy creeper. Um, but now we have. One of the more iconic, I think, um, uh, endings to an episode, yes. which is the hay bale mm-hmm. sequence. Um, so, like, they, the creeper chases them up to the hayloft of the barn. They got nowhere else to go but down, so they hop into, I guess, a bailing machine yep. or whatever, and the creeper hops after them. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so they need Scooby to, to help them out. Yeah. And the chick kind of a devil on his shoulder yes um convinces him to press the button to start the hay baler which works out because of cartoon logic but in real life i don't think this would turn out very well for any no i think they'd all die (laughs) they would be horribly mangled and Uh and shredded you know like i think that i have literally killed people that way in the game hitman by dumping them in the hay baler before (laughs) so i've seen i mean it's a step away from uh from the wood chipper in fargo that's right that's right exactly um but what happens instead is they all pop out as um as everybody's got their own little cube yeah right Yes, uh, which with is, their head sticking is cute out. and fun. Their mm-hmm. heads sticking out, and uh, Scooby gets to unmask the uh, the creeper. The creeper, yes. and we we find out that it's Mister Carlswell. Now, as you say, the gang didn't solve this mystery. Right? <laughs> um, they uh, they really were 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 off the mark. Yeah, I I, and as I had, yeah, it's like. It takes until the halfway point before it even occurs to them, oh, perhaps we should try to solve this mystery, but they yeah. at no point make any real progress. Yeah, it is, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's to be expected, I guess, you know, they just, they just wanted to go to the barn dance, that's all they mm-hmm. wanted, they, you know, they, it's not, they weren't. You know, nobody's paying them to do this. They're That's not police true. officers or anything. They just they they just happen to be roped into this. Yeah, no one has because of the paper. even though it this is a bank, no one has offered them any reward for uh, for unmasking the creeper. So they call the I guess even police. I guess I guess the bank the fact that it's a bank means that they can't really give reward money. The bank's money doesn't belong yeah. to the bank. 
That is true. That is true. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, yeah, real tough break on their part. But they uh, they call the police and the sheriff shows up. Well, and it's it's un- gives... to clarify, it's unfortunate for them in general. Right. It is fortunate that the yes, bank that the... cannot <laughs> just give away other people's money. That's true. I don't think I would like it if the bank was giving my money away to just some teenagers and their dogs. Right. They can lend it out, but then you make interest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they uh, they call the police, the sheriff shows up, and he has some very curious thing to say where he says that, you know, as soon as he heard their, their story, he immediately went to uh, Mr. Carlswell's house, right? Yes. Now, why would he do that? (laughs) (laughs) They say, we've got Mr. Carlswell trapped in a hay bale right here with us. He was dressed up as a creeper, chasing us around all night, causing up a big stink, right? Presumably. I mean, we don't see them call, but, you know, we assume that that's what they're saying. No, no, no. When they're at Mr. Carlswell's house, they call the sheriff, and I guess they leave a message because they say he's off for the next two hours. You're correct. I yes. forgot about that. And so, yes. yeah, I guess he goes to Mr. So Carswell's yeah. house just to, like, follow up and be like, all right, I've got to take an official statement. And then, of course, he's not there because he's being the creeper. This makes sense, then, because he does say, you know, like, as soon as the, the, the creeper wasn't here, or as soon as <laughs> Mr. Carswell wasn't here, I knew something was up. I found the, uh, the bank guard tied up in his basement. Yes. Again kind of a scary image for the kids or whatever yeah um at least you know cool you know at least we get a follow-up on as to what happens there um so now we have the the wrap-up as to Mm -hmm. mr carlswell's plan here we find out that he naturally has been um has been stealing from his own bank pretty much every night and then he uh he'll he'll put all the money in the briefcase walk home and then the his genius plan is to yes. then dress up as the creeper yeah. and uh you know come back and make it look like he's taking the money uh-huh um which you know works good for on a you, while I guess. yeah yeah but then what happens but the problem is, is that supposedly the guard has installed a invisible camera Yes. However, this camera <laughs> appears to be completely visible. It's definitely visible to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also like that the guard does not trust the bank president enough to tell him that he's installing this camera. Yeah. Like, like, hey, hey, don't worry, boss. You know, I recognize that this bank has been robbed several times under my watch over the past few weeks, but... I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna install this 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 camera and everything's gonna be okay. Like that would be. You know, sense, I right? guess when you're being robbed in such a mysterious way, where right. nothing is ever, there's never any break-ins. You learn not to trust anyone. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, you know, like the uh, the more. I feel like the. I feel like what Mister Carlswell could do is fire the guard. That's right? true. And then hire another guard, and as things keep going, you just keep running through guards, right? And that'll help him keep his uh, his scheme afloat or whatever. Yeah. But, oh well, he did not apparently see the infrared invisible camera, mm-hmm. um, which is what our giant 
photonegative is. Mm-hmm. The paper is actually an invisible photonegative that needs fire to yep. develop. Uh-huh. Now, I've never developed any photos before. <laughs> um, I've seen it in TV, yeah. you know. I've seen it on, on like... Twin Peaks or uh, or Thirteen Reasons Why, right? Sure. I've seen I've seen it in Columbo. See, so like that's contemporary. So I've seen it done in the seventies. Yeah. You know, with the you drip it in the solution, then you hold it up on a a uh, yeah like a clothesline or whatever for a while in the dark room. Yeah, usually not a flame involved. They don't. Think. Yeah, I believe that's correct. There was actually a dark room in my high school but i never took photography and i think i would have had to take it several times because they only give access to the very advanced photography students yeah though i think the the classroom in which i took digital art was connected to the dark room i think so i could see i saw the door to the dark room several times i well there you go yeah um correct me if i'm wrong though like the purpose of the dark room is that if a negative is exposed to too much light before it is developed, and then it will, like, be ruined. Yeah, that's right? my it, understanding it as well. To, you'll not be able to see it. Yes. So none of this makes sense. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun reveal. It I would suppose. have made more sense yeah, if it uh, was my thing, where he had just written it in invisible ink. Yeah, if he had just written down like you know. Carl's well is the creeper yes. or whatever. But uh, I guess not. Nope. Um, it is it is a fun reveal, though, and, you know, so they take away Mr. Carl's well, and the gang is going to finally get to go to the malt shop to hang out with all their friends, but before they can do that, they have to return this little chick to its nest. Yes. Right. Which yeah, Scooby is successful in doing that, but unfortunately, as he is leaving, five eggs simultaneously hatch, and they yeah. all see him and uh, imprint upon him that he is their mummy. Yep, yep. One last final fun button on this this totally inconsistent but still very fun episode. Yep. I would say. Yeah. Um. So, now it's time for a very fun game, Jesse. Uh This game is called, well, maybe it won't be very fun. That's up to you, I guess. We'll see. (laughs) It's called Jinkies or Stinkies. Okay. And the premise of the game is that each week I find uh, six stories or facts relating to some sort of a topic from the episode, and... Some of them will be real, and some of them will be ones that I made up. So the real ones are jinkies, the fake ones are stinkies. Okay. So because this episode spends a lot of time on chicken business, I decided to look for uh, stories about chickens. Okay. So here we go. First up. A scientific study focusing on the chicken's ability to identify human faces revealed something very peculiar about the way their brains work. It was revealed that chickens prefer conventionally conventionally attractive faces in the same way humans do. The hens were shown pictures of various people and pecked more on those with exaggeratedly masculine and feminine traits. 
That sounds to me like a stinky. That one is a jinky. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Apparently they like... Hens like hot people. Hot people. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good for them, yeah. Uh, moving on. The road system in New York City might work well now after years of development, but in the early 19th century, things were an absolute mess. There was no rhyme or reason between what was designated for humans and what was for horses and carriages. To make matters worse was the livestock. It was estimated that for every human pedestrian, there were three chickens. Things got so bad that once a carriage carrying an ambassador from France took nearly four hours to get from the docks to the embassy due to chickens in the road. That must this oh, ongoing sorry. problem is said to be the origin of the phrase, why did the chicken cross the road? I'm going to say that has to be a stinky. There cannot That's have been stinky. that many chickens in New York. <laughs> that is a stinky. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. In 1806... A chicken in Leeds began laying eggs that had the phrase Christ is coming imprinted on each one. The people of the region fully believed the ominous messages and naturally began preparing for the end of the world. When the second coming of Christ did not happen, people began to become wary of the so-called prophet hen of Leeds. Rightly so, as this was naturally all an elaborate hoax. Some 19th century prankster took the time to etch this message into each egg with acid and then shoved the eggs back inside the poor hen. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, agreed poor hen, but I think I'm going to say that's a jinky. That one is a jinky, yes. Okay. Roughly 200 years after tulip mania gripped the world as one of the first economic bubbles, hen fever swept the world in the mid-19th century. Inspired by the seven beautiful Chinese hens in Queen Victoria's royal menagerie, well-to-do Englishmen and aristocratic Americans flocked to own as many exotic chickens as they could. This culminated in the 1849 Boston Poultry Fair, which saw over 10,000 eager customers congregate to browse from a cacophony of farm birds. Despite the fervor, within 10 years the fever had quelled, and suddenly thousands of Americans were left with tens of thousands of birds and no one to sell them to. I'm going to say stinky. That's a jinky. Oh. Gotcha. Huh. Moving on. Hen James fever. Buchanan, the... F yeah, hen fever. Yeah. James Buchanan, the 15th president of the United States, may best be known for being the president to serve immediately before the Civil War. But did you know he's also known for his pet rooster, Franklin? Franklin was allowed inside the White House, even inside the Oval Office, until he took a shit on a letter from a Pennsylvanian senator. Buchanan is also the only president to never marry. I'm sure the rooster did not help. I am going to say that this sounds familiar and is therefore a jinky. It's a stink. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Last Is one. Is there Here some we... other president that had a rooster? Um, not, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I didn't see anything come up when I did a cursory Google, but maybe. Um, I do not think that James Buchanan did, though. Because I made yeah, that, that whole story a whole cloth. Uh... Um, moving on. This is the last one, okay? Here we go. Mm -hmm. In 1945, a Colorado farmer selected a chicken from his yard to eat for dinner. 
He chopped its head off with an axe, but failed to completely behead it, leaving behind the jugular vein, a significant amount of brainstem, and a single ear. The chicken was somehow still alive and was able to walk around and balance on one leg. It tried to eat by pecking at the ground, which means it just kind of banged its stumpy head at the ground, and tried to crow, which just created a horrifying guttural sound from the back of its throat. The farmer took the chicken around to sideshows until its death, but to this day, Mike the Headless Chicken Festival is held annually in Fruta, Colorado. Huh. I mean, I know that chickens can run around for a little bit with their head cut off, but I'm going to say that this is a stinky. That one is a jinky. Wow. story yet. I love it. Okay. Uh, Mike the Headless Chicken. Apparently Mike survived for chicken. like a year. Okay. <laughs> without its head. So here's what I have found is on at presidentialpetmuseum.com, which okay, sure. seems relatively seems relatively legit they've uh, been yeah they've seemed to have been like covered in like legit uh well i'm going to trust them it seems <laughs> okay sure reasonable it's a uh, fun fact website they probably know where they're coming from with fun facts yeah uh, anyway, they have a page called William McKinley's Roosters. President William oh. McKinley owned a very well-known parrot named Washington Post. But Washington Post <laughs> wasn't his only bird. He also owned several roosters. While many sources wow. cite the existence of these roosters, just how many roosters lived at the, wa at the White House and for how long is lost to history. And there's a little <laughs> bit more about uh, something with a senator. Let me see if I can find uh, any more. Uh... Oh, here uh, is a... Here, here's... I can trust this one. Here is a picture on libraryofcongress.gov that is labeled oh, wow. Theodore Roosevelt's Pet One-Legged Rooster. So I'm oh, right boy. that there are presidents who have had roosters, just uh, apparently well, maybe that was, not James yeah. Buchanan. Maybe that inspired me subconsciously to write that one, because it did seem like a, a, a feasible thing that would have happened, because, you know, people uh -huh. were all up to weird things in the, uh, in the 1800s. Um, okay, so... All that's left for us, Jesse, is we got to rank this episode on our tier list. Right. So there are five tiers. The absolute top, the cream of the crop, is the Golden Scoob tier. That's for the very best episodes of Scooby-Doo. Moving okay. underneath that is the Groovy tier. That's for episodes we like a lot. They're very fun, rewatchable, just may not be, you know, the very, very best. Mm -hmm. In the middle is... Just Another Mystery, that's for episodes that are, you know, just another one. There's nothing really that bad about them, but there's nothing that stands out. They just kind of follow the formula, and they're in and out. Down below that is Scooby Dumb, that's for episodes that... One of my that, favorite you know, characters. There you go, exactly. You know, he's the namesake. It's for episodes that are dumb, you know? They're, they're not great. <laughs> they're pretty stupid. 
they might be annoying, but they're not, you know, the worst, you know, they're not offensive and you might be able to watch them again or something. And then the very bottom is the rut row tier. That's for the, the worst of the worst, but I don't think that this one's going to land no, there. No, I think it, this my, my, very my thought is that I think to go in the rut row tier, you'd have to be like offensive, which I'd imagine yeah. there might be a couple of. There are more than a couple. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll say my instinct is to put this, and I will say I have not seen any episode of any era of Scooby-Doo other than this in quite a while. So it's hard yeah, to compare. Yeah. However, sure. my instinct is to put this in the groovy tier. I, w I think you're, you're right on the money there. Okay. I think if, if it didn't have the chicken stuff or like the Hermit of the Hills, yeah. it could probably go, it would, it would be like among the very best. Yeah. But, uh, I think I could even maybe handle one of those things. I think both of them is yeah. a little much. Yeah. yeah, but um, but with those things there, it does just miss out of the golden scoop, but it is definitely a very groovy, very fun episode mm -hmm. yeah. that deserves being as iconic as it is, and I would highly recommend to anyone who, you know, made it this far in the episode and didn't watch it to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's very fun. Go to HBO Max and uh, type in Jeepers, It's the Creeper. Yep. I, Thank I, you. Well, I was okay. I was going to ask, uh, because I've not been able to hear any of the prior episodes, has anything made it into the Golden Scoob tier yet? No, nothing has. Okay. Uh, nothing's made it into the top or bottom. Uh -huh. However, uh, Andy's episode, which people will hear next week, uh, handily made it into the uh, the Scooby Dump tier. He picked a pretty rough one. Oh, Andy's but, next week. Okay. Yep. But that will uh, that will not be a spoiler for people because that episode is bad. So. <laughs> okay. um, all right. Uh, not Andy's episode. The episode with Andy's great. Uh, but uh, Jerry's yeah. out. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You'll have to listen for yourself. But speaking of Andy, everybody should listen to the podcast you host with him. Yeah, it's called Can I Kick It? Spelled can, C-A-N-N-E-S, like the film festival, because we talk about film festivals. Uh, I have no clue when this will be coming out, but you can <laughs> probably hear... Uh, here's what I'll say. If this episode comes out before May, you can listen, or after May, you can tune in <laughs> for May, where we will be doing Claire Denis Month. We've got four oh, episodes wow. lined up, uh, each involving multiple of Claire Denis' films. It will be a career-spanning retrospective. Uh, yeah, tune in to Denis Month. That's very exciting. A great uh, great director being covered on a great podcast. I highly recommend and yeah, Can I Kick It. Yeah. It's very and fun. You can hear Andy on that podcast who uh, I will say I, it's disappointing for me to hear that he's going to be on the episode after me because my instinct when I am on a podcast is always to see if the podcast producers are willing to ban Andy, but I guess that's a no. <laughs> Unfortunately not, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep that warning out for anyone listening who might have the, a podcast of themselves, you know. 
don't let him on. He doesn't need it. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Do you have any social media or anything you would like to plug, Jesse? Sure. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Glick Weber. Weber has two B's. Uh, you can follow me at that same handle on Letterboxd, and then I'm going to say don't look for me anywhere else. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds, sounds like a plan. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at TheRealBrundeen. You can follow the podcast at HeavyMetalPod on Twitter as well. And please, if you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you really like the episode, then you can leave a review, and we would very much appreciate it but in general i just have to thank you all for listening so much and thank jesse very much for coming on to talk about a very fun episode of, of scooby-doo mm-hmm. and as always for all you meddling kids out there stay groovy